All right, so today we're speaking with Ricky Roberts, an interesting and complex man who's experienced many major changes and difficult hurdles in his life. Up until 2016, Ricky was gay. Just kidding. He was actually a Democrat, but he's still very much gay. But in today's political arena, it seems like these two are one and the same. However, Ricky broke the mold, becoming one of the original members of the Walk Away campaign, a group encouraging people on the left to walk away from the diverse tenets endorsed and mandated by today's Democrat Party. Today, he's a New York City transplant living in North Carolina, working with Act for America and working on organizing a Gays for Trump meetup in Washington, D.C. in the spring. All that today on the Unframe of Mind show. You're listening to the Unframe of Mind show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your hosts battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Unframe of Mind show. I'm your host, Daniel Wagner. And co-host, Anthony Traylor. And this is the place where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom, and today is going to be no different. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Ricky Roberts. Thanks, you guys, for having me on. Yeah, I which, so so I, I wanted to add, there's, there's a number of questions I've got set up for you, but um, kind of one of the one of the number ones that got, got in my mind and I just couldn't get get it out of my head was, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, 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 rem, you remember back in the day when you could be gay and people would let you believe whatever the hell you wanted to believe? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so it's almost it's, it's almost like what like, the hell changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like if you're if you're a certain, you know, if, if you happen to like sex with somebody, you know, that's outside the norm or if you happen to be a minority color or you happen to be of a minority belief system, you have to be a Democrat nowadays or else, mm-hmm. you know, you're just shunned. And like like what have what, what's been your experience of that? Well, you know, I before I. I had ideas floating around in my brain for a while before I actually came out and said, listen, you know, I'm going to support Trump. Things were just heading in that direction for a while. You know, there were just so many things going on with the Democratic Party. They were really losing me. You know, I'm very much in the center, maybe a little more conservative than um, most gays, but still gay. And uh, I thought that you know, by me, you know, being vocal about it, you know, because I felt a lot of other people feeling the same way that I was. Well, that wasn't the case. I got blasted. And um, I had a lot of friends, you know, um, tell me to take a hike. Uh, and some celebrities, some of my celebrity friends from my New York days, uh, Tatum O'Neill told me to go fuck myself. No. I, yeah, I had I got a big backlash, and you know, I, and then after I was like, "Oh my God, did I make the right decision? Like, is this really worth it?" You know, but um, I, I persevered. I just got through it, and then I've been able to link up with more people that are like minded. So it's it's better now. It's better. But so, so just add, so, sorry to interrupt you, but just out of curiosity, like when this whole like you said, you started to see some things in the Democratic Party that you just didn't like. What, what I'm, I'm always curious about the change. Is it something that you didn't like about where you were at that you didn't like? Or was it something that you saw about the uh, the other side that was appealing to you or a little bit of both? Well, I think it, the other side was I, I see where the Republicans had started move to move back more towards the center. Mm-hmm. You know, they were hijacked for a lot of years on the right with the Christian right. right. But now they move back more towards center where the Democrats that used to be center have moved really far to the left yeah. to the point that they're unrecognizable. And I, it's not my party anymore. But the biggest thing was was the um, Orlando massacre, the terrorist attack in Orlando. When um, 
And um, I remember like, you know, it was a really terrible thing to happen. And I remember Trump came on and he said, you know what, I'm going to protect all of you. We're on this together. This, you know, we're going to fight terrorism. We're going to protect Americans. We're going to protect everybody. He was inclusive. I loved his message. Hillary waited to hear what he was going to say. Then she came on after. And she's talking about all Muslims aren't bad. We shouldn't take this out. I'm like, wait, what, what the fuck? I, I mean, we're just talking about all these young people being massacred. And she's like defending Muslims when that isn't even the hot topic at the point. They just lost. Now, wait a minute. I, it, wait a minute. So when, now, now, when Trump said the exact same thing, that there's bad people on both sides during Charlatan. Like he was, he was basically hung out to dry for that, and people attacked him like crazy. But Hillary said the same thing, and that's okay. Yeah, it's always a double standard. It's always a double. Standard. Yeah, and, and, I, and it's an amazing how people don't recognize the difference in the correlations between the two, and then they're so quick to to find that party that they seem to relate to and jump on that bandwagon. But for God forbid, if it's somebody that they don't least just like a little bit, all of a sudden it's it's taboo and they shouldn't be saying that. So I don't know. It, it's interesting to me anyways. But let me ask you a question. So we briefly have talked about the walkaway campaign and you kind of gave me a little bit of insight on that. So can you kind of give us some background on how that materialized and how that came forth and in, in your experience with that campaign? I was with Walk Away really briefly, and I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to make it really quick because sure. the guy who founded it, I don't get along with it at all. Right. I did a huge favor, and he kind of fucked me over. Can't stand Brandon, but I love the campaign. It's a great idea. Um, yeah, the campaign really wasn't doing anything for the first couple of weeks. It was just sitting there. So they asked people to make videos. A lot of people did videos. They put them on. Still really wasn't doing anything. I did a video, and then it took off immediately after that like on fire. Right. So, um, you know, I, I was, I'm really happy that I could have, I was part of it and that I got other people involved in it. Yeah. But. That's good. Yeah. Boy, so, was brief. <laughs> so when you talk about the walk away campaign, what would you tell people that are kind of unsure on what party they want to kind of lean more towards? I mean, what would be your advice to them? Well, I think if you care about your country at all, and if you care about, future generations coming up if you have children. I don't have children, but I have two nieces and a nephew that I love more than God. Um, you know, I want them to have a better world and I want I want it to be a better country for them. And I want them to kind of get what we got. I don't think we should leave them with a bad deal. And the Democrats, if you look at everything that they stand for, uh, you know, open borders, these are not good for our country in the long run. And it's going to be these future generations that have to pay for it. So, you know, if you care, if you can look outside your own being and what's maybe what maybe you feel and what you want and look at the bigger picture, I think you'll see that the Republicans are going in the right direction only because of Trump. I have a hard time finding as much fault with the right as I do with the left right now. It seems like there's just it's so much so much easier to find the blatant points of hypocrisy and the road road to to hell is paved with good intentions style virtue signaling that you see i was on the democrat side for a lot of years well you know i come from new york i you know i was in the arts a lot of theater you know i i know all these people i know how they roll they just base everything purely on emotion mm. god forbid if it, you know if i'm out with a group of dems and i have a different opinion than, than theirs I would get shot down and it would not be good. 
if I'm out with my, any time with my Republican friends, even when I was a Democrat, and if I disagreed with them, it wasn't a big issue. They handled it so much better. Like, I get an eye roll, I get like, okay, Ricky, but like, that wasn't, you know, that was it. With Democrats, they want to kill me. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I would say a, an eye roll is a little bit better than you know being doxxed on the internet yeah uh and, unless you want to call it a microaggression in which case then it can be argued that it's exactly the same right yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this now obviously being gay what has it been like for you as a gay man within that community to be a republican i, I would have only assumed that you've probably have gotten a lot of backlash for that um, well being conservative and, and being a Trump supporter. What is it? I mean, kind of give the audience a little bit of a, a descriptive view of what it's been like for you to have to, you know, kind of not really embrace it, but kind of have to take that on. Well, it really pisses them off because they don't like their gays and minorities to get out of line. Right. So, you know, and by me doing it and being vocal about it, it the response isn't good. You know, I've gotten called a sellout. You're a sellout, Ricky. Um, I've been called homophobe. I'm gay, and they call me a homophobe, which I always think is hilarious. <laughs> and and my mother's a big Jew. I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, they call me the most ridiculous things, all racist. I mean, I've dated a few black guys, definitely not racist. You know, it's just it, all these things that they call me, and none of it's true. So, I, you know, it's all, it's all they can resort to. It's, it's yeah. what they resort to. They can't attack me on the, the issues because they'll lose. So they got to attack me on. Oh, and talk about the, these guys trying to be like uh, so politically correct. Whenever I argue with Democrats, one of the first attacks they make on me is my sexuality. They go there. They go there. Wow. Wow. You would Jeez. think that that would be the last party that would go that direction. Well, for a party that's supposed to be tolerant and accepting of individuals, aren't even accepting of their own because they have a difference of opinion, you know, than what they have. So it's just, you know, I think the more we see this, the more we talk about it, the more it exposes the Democratic Party and what they're, you know, what they say one thing, but yet do another kind of scheme. And that's been the ongoing issue. The problem that we have is, is how do you get people on the Democratic side to see this and start thinking for themselves because it clearly it seems like they're so brainwashed for so many years the same way with black people you know black people are told that you got to vote democrat you got to vote democrat you know so the kind of the thing that's been going on the last two years is you know it's time to leave the democratic plantation you know and then you're starting to see more i've seen at least i've seen it on my end that there's been a lot more black people that are coming out saying you know i'm conservative i'm republican i've had enough of the democratic party i'm starting to see that with gays which has been nice and so it's you would hope that the transition over to that different party is going to happen a lot more over the next couple of years and hopefully by the next election so what are your thoughts on so let me ask you this so recently i've seen some of your posts on facebook and you've talked about the squad sorry can you can you start that question over again i accidentally hit the wrong button <sighs> just the, just a question Okay, so recently. so so recently, I've been on your Facebook page, and I noticed that you you kind of posted this rant about the squad. So, what is your beef with AOC and and her little members? I guess you can call it that are part of that squad, and just kind of your thoughts and perspectives on on their time that they've had right now in political office, and what does that mean for you? I mean, what how do how does that bother you if it does bother you in any kind of way? 
It, it really bothers me, you know. I think, especially, listen, I'm going to be really honest. I am no fan of Islam. I don't think it belongs in our country. I have no patience for it. I'm not Islamophobic. That means you're afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it. I don't like it, and it goes against my core beliefs. No, Islamoph it, Islamophobic actually means you're afraid of it, irrationally afraid of it. There's no fear. There's no fear. I've gone up against them in rallies, like yeah. spitting each No problem. I have no fear of them. But I will say this, putting that, okay, so, we, you know, it's it's kind of strange that the first two Muslim officials that make it into Congress, look what happens. Yeah. Look at the problems they're creating. Yeah. I mean, you want more of that? I mean, the first two to actually reach that point in our government, and look what they do with it. They're... <sighs> Well, I, mean, I guess it depends on your perspective, because the people who voted them in, they, they kind of feel like they're doing great things for their country, like they're doing exactly what they were elected into office to do. I mean, it really depends on what side of the political spectrum you're coming from to, to make that value judgment. Yeah, well, but something that some people did, I mean, wouldn't that bother you as an American to know that 9-11 happened? I mean, you can't even call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. That that kind of bothers me, and, and we've I had the conversation they're before. Both, I, they're both blatantly anti-Semitic. Let's not lie. They are. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're calling for the boycott of Israel. I mean, it's anti-Semitic. They are who they are. you got to understand, at the end of the day, they're always going to stick with their own. I've been dealing with these people since the 90s in Brooklyn. I know exactly how they operate. All my years through business. Never good. Always a disaster when I've had to interact with them. Every time. Every time. It's been a lot. So, you know, <laughs> so 40 years on the planet, maybe I've learned a lot. You know, yeah. and don't get me wrong, there's very nice... Muslims or Arabs will be, but but they're irrelevant. They don't matter because they're not driving. They don't say anything against the bad ones. Whenever the bad ones do anything, I look on the face, my Facebook to see what they're. Not a word from them. They never yeah. condemn their own for their behaviors. Yeah, that's because that, that's because statistically they agree with it. And while they yeah. may not be the ones to actually do anything or take action on it, you know, that's just as bad as not taking action on it. But it's also written in the Quran, you know, as far as the way that they treat, you know, Westerners and Christians infidels. and Jewish. Yeah, we're infidels. Yeah. So it's one of the reasons why you don't hear from the ones that don't, you know, apparently act on it, but rather they just sit there in silence. You know, that's to me, it's your silence is speaking louder than words. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just one of those situations where I do agree agree with you on that stance as far as when it comes to Muslims. Yeah. And so we, so they elected to into Congress and look what, it's a disaster. Right. I mean, they're, they're too, for, the one good thing about it is though, what's left of the democratic party, they're completely pulling it apart. So that's one good thing. I mean, they're, the Democrats have had to made the, make the decision to side with them and go a hard left. So that's one good thing that's coming of it. And it's good for us. It's good for Trump. That's, you know, but I think it's still kind of scary that there is a population out there that believe in their core values and what they stand for. And to me, I think that's what kind of gets lost in translation, that there is this population within the United States that believe that these women are actually doing good things. That's scary all in itself, you know? I mean, it. go ahead. They're stupid. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. You know, I could say, well, then maybe they feel certain. No, they're just dumb. They're really dumb people. If you think any of that's good, you're a complete idiot. A complete idiot. There's nothing. Name one good policy they've come up. The Green New Deal. Oh my God. We'd all be out of. We'd all be like 
eating wood in like the woods somewhere and like oh living God. in caves. <laughs> That's a disaster waiting to happen. I guess I can understand why when people are having these conversations and they see people like AOC and them get up there and, and they're hearing what they're saying. I can see why they would agree with it and feel like, oh, that's they're, they're, they're great people. I love what they're saying. This is so smart because they don't know any better themselves. They haven't been taught how to think critically and how to actually be able to process what they're saying and the implications of what they're saying. Uh. Yeah. Well, you know, in their, in their groups, they're really not allowed to. To be honest, you know, and this is one great thing about being, you know, on the other side. You know, I don't agree with the Republicans on a lot of things, and I'm very vocal about it. And it's cool; they accept it. Yeah, they're actually okay with that. Yeah, the ability but to be self-critical. Yeah. But like, when, if I was a Democrat and said something, God forbid, if I said something about their precious Barack Obama, please, I'd get like clobbered, clobbered. <laughs> Or, or his or his uh, husband Michelle. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was awesome. So let me ask you: with everything going on between the left and the right, you obviously seen um, the uprise of Antifa, and you've also seen the uprise of the Proud Boys. Um, are you familiar with any groups? And if you are, what are your thoughts on that whole situation? And are you familiar with what's going on in Portland? Yeah, I'm familiar with what's going on in Portland. I think it's disgusting. And I have gone up against Antifa. Um, I did an Act for America uh, rally downtown Raleigh at the Capitol. And we were literally like screaming in each other's faces. Nothing got, it didn't get violent, but basically because we had a lot of crazy looking um, people in our group that like came from like the country in North Carolina and they were all in camel just like looking crazy. So Antifa didn't mess with us, but yeah, I've gone up against them and they're, they're, um, they're, uh, they're definitely a terrorist organization. They're like attacking people. You know, if you have an opinion, you can yell it, you can shout it, but once you break physical, you brought it to a whole other level. And you know, I've actually thought that maybe I should go undercover. I thought this would be a cool thing to do, to go undercover and like become part of Antifa and like exploit the whole thing. But I have a big mouth. I know I'd blow it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your? He said he's got a big mouth and he'd blow it. I think that's, uh, that's sexual I, I, innuendos for being gay. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what I, it is. I don't. I don't think that's how you infiltrate Antifa, to be honest. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on the Proud Boys? Obviously, they're the group that counter, you know, uh, Antifa. And... I love the Proud Boys. I love them. I think they're great. I um I don't think you should take them as serious as you do. It's kind of like a fun male fraternity. They have a good time. I have friends that are involved in it. They get together, they support each other. You know, and it's, I mean, for crying out loud, how serious is it? I mean, their initiation, they get punched to name off breathless cereals. I mean, it's not that serious. Yeah, you know, when, whenever I hear people talk, uh, yeah, whenever I, I hear people talk crap about it, it's like, you, you point out their initiation ritual and they're like, oh, oh, okay, I, I, I get it now. <laughs> fun it's fun it's a group of guys getting together and the whole thing is that my friend who's uh one of the proud boys is a black ex-muslim he used to be muslim and he's a proud boy yeah they're open to anybody there's some gays in it yeah it's, yeah <laughs> like guts. right on so uh, so this this is something i'm infinitely curious about because this this is something that always drives me nuts it's like when i'm when i'm reading like complex literature and and, and i'm listening to you know, high level intellectual arguments, never once does it cross my mind to think, huh, I wonder where this particular author liked to stick their penis. Like it, it, it just, it doesn't even 
fall into the equation for me. I, I like to take the arguments for for what they are, you know, just let, take them for their word and see what they say. You know, I, I, I just I don't know why there has to be this need to identify which people you like having sex with in order to have a political opinion. Is that is that something that bothers you at all? That oh well, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I like you know I'm putting together um, a gaze for Trump meet up in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to tell you why I'm doing a gaze for Trump. And a lot of people had problems with this. They were like, why don't you just do it friends of Trump or allies of Trump? And I'm going to tell you why, because the gay community has given, given him nothing but a hard time and been awful to him since this man entered office. Terrible to him. And so I want to just show that, you know what, we're not all like that. We're not we don't all think that way. When I, I hate the LGBT community. I think it's a joke. I have nothing in common with those people. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's just a bunch of sniveling, self-entitled victims that I they 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 make me sick. Well, plus, I have nothing to do. With plus, Sorry. plus, plus uh, the more letters they add to this particular acronym, <laughs> uh, the more obvious it becomes that it's just well, we're basically anybody but white guys. You know, that, yeah. that's that's what we are. We're anybody but white guys can be a part of our little club. Oh, and then the blacks, they want to oh, they want to put like a brown stripe on the flag. And they're just like it gets it's like, how far are you going to take this shit? And you know what? Transsexuals. Listen, anybody can live however they want. I, I don't care. But I hate being lumped in with that. And the people are like, well, how do you feel about it? I'm like, I don't even know. I have no idea. I have no idea. It, I, I know as much as you do about it. I, I don't know. It, it, does, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So lump us with the lesbians that I didn't even get. I mean, we don't have much in common. <laughs> so, let me ask you this. So, uh, you know, back when they were gay pride month in June, you had a group of guys that were going to do straight pride. Uh, it was a parade, I believe up in Boston. Now, do you think that that's something that should go forth. I don't know if it ever happened. I, I think know. they're still in the planning stages for it, but still working on it. And I think it's a great idea, and I think they yeah, should yeah. do it. I think it's great. Why not? You know, it would actually be nice to have it to where both you know straight and gays could actually have one celebration rather than just kind of segregating themselves away. You know, away from you know from the rest of the population. It, it doesn't make any well, sense. It, because... it does make it a lot easier to meet women or men, whichever you're. In, you know. The, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> there's no questions. No well, questions. no, but at the same time, too, I think it's a great way if you had two, two different sexualities come together, as such as being straight and gay, come together and actually have one moment where you can celebrate, where you can almost live in peace and harmony, and know that you know there's a lot of straight people that don't really necessarily care about gay individuals and how they live their life because truly we don't. Yeah. You do what I, you want to like, do. You mm -hmm. live how you want to live. There's a lot of us out there. So I'm thinking in the back of my mind is why can't we have just one big party, you know, with straight people and gay people and just have a good time? Why does it have to be only gay people can go to this and only straight people can go to that or only blacks can go to this? Well, I can't say all whites go to this because then, well, that's racist. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts? Well, you know what? My march for in Washington that I'm putting together, it's going to be gays for Trump, but everybody's invited. Friends, allies, companions. I got straight guys coming. My straight girlfriends are coming. I, I have a lot of people coming, but I'm just doing it under that name because I want to send a message to Trump personally. I think you had another unintentional pun <laughs> that, that you have a lot that you have a lot of lot of uh, people coming. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was last. <laughs> so recently. Sorry, my mind just <laughs> picks up on weird shit like that. So we've got a friend of ours, Myra, who is a big supporter of Latinos for Trump. Now, for us doing a show like this, it has really given us the opportunity to meet people from different demographics that support Trump in, in different ways. And if you had to say something to the Latino community about walking away from the Democratic Party, what would you tell them, especially the Latino for Trump supporters? Is there any advice or anything that you can kind of give them to kind of help them with their involvement or movement, as, as I guess you can say? Because we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, well, for, I just want to put this in there quickly. Um, the reason why I'm doing the um, Gays for Trump uh, meetup in Washington is to because two Latino gay friends of mine were like, Ricky, you have to do it. You have to do it. Nobody else is doing it. Come on, mommy, do it. Come on. So I'm like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think there are more Republican conser uh, uh, Latinos than people think. The, uh, my Latino friends, especially growing up, tend to be very conservative. They, um, their families tend to be um, very religious, Catholic, and they're very focused on family and important issues like that, where they're much more in line with Republicans than the Democrats. And I have a friend, a, a, a co-worker, who's also a friend, who's from Mexico. And she said, you know, she took me aside one day. I don't know why she said this to me, because she doesn't know my political uh, op opinions or anything. And she said, I just want you to know I'm from Mexico, but I'm not like that. I didn't run across the border. I came here. I had to spend $10,000. I had to wait years. I had to get a lawyer. I just want you to know that I'm not like that. That's that's. That's I, that, that is a little disheartening, though, that, you know, just being Latino, you feel the need to have to say that to, to have to explicitly say, hey, by the way, I'm not that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like this shouldn't even be a thing. I mean, just, you know, there's it seems to me pretty straightforward. Like there is a legal way to get into the country. You you come in legally. You're OK. You come in illegally. You're not OK. I mean, I don't understand why this. Uh, OK, I do understand why, but it's just it just breaks my heart that people are getting caught up in the maelstrom of it all. But I think yeah. that could be with any demographic, really, if you think about it. Like, what do you mean? I mean, more than just with, you know, Hispanics. I mean, that could be people from from Asia. That could be people from the Middle East, especially, you know, because mm -hmm. there's such a bad rap with Muslims. You know, you may have those that come over here and be like, well, I'm not a terrorist and I'm not that way. And I'm mm -hmm. this, that and the other. But, you know, we've kind of created this dogmatic view of, of Hispanics and how they get into the country. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people out there that feel like that that's how they got here when that's not necessarily the case and that's kind of the point and and you know what i was talking about with myra um and latinos for trump and you know and i find it interesting too that a lot of hispanics that don't live anywhere near the border are more democratic and socialist but then you got the hispanics that live more towards the border that actually see what's going on yeah. that are more in favor of the wall and also supporters of trump so i i just think that it's interesting that it's almost like unless you live in that area or you're exposed to certain situations, you really, you, you know, you can't say anything. You know, I mean, you can, but it almost seems like you're not educated enough to really speak on that subject, so to speak. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. But I, I like I said, I, th I think Latinos tend to be a little more conservative than people realize. Hmm. My hmm. uh, I, I grew up in New York, so you know, I grew up with like half of Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah that's basically. <laughs> 
So, so out of curiosity, what was it that brought you out of New York and down to North Carolina? I ended a long-term relationship and um, my family had moved here to the Research Triangle Park back in the 1980s. And so I was just going to come down for a few months and just take a break from everything. And then I ended up getting a job offer. So I traveled a lot and yeah, I just kind of like, I don't know, really fell in love and embraced the area. And I'm really happy that I'm here. Yeah. No, no, isn't I'm trying to think where it was. I went and visited down there. I, I did went, I did go to North Carolina for a vacation at some point down by the coast. I just can't remember what the name of the town was, but it was beautiful. I, it, absolutely beautiful. We went to go see uh, some of the older cemeteries and things that have been around for, you know, well over a century. And it was, it, I, I'm just into that kind of weird stuff, but it was really cool going down there and seeing. I've been to uh, Charleston. Charleston. That's where yeah, it was. Yeah. That's where Fort Sumner is, where the, the first shot of the Civil War took place. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's that's pretty cool. neat. So, did you uh, have any other topics you wanted to cover before we wrap up today? No, I think we covered a lot. I think we covered a lot of grounds. All right. Well, if people want to contact you, or if they want to learn more about the Gays for Trump meetup that you have coming up next spring, uh, what where can people find that information? There's a Facebook page, Gays for Trump Meetup Washington, and or just follow me on my Facebook page, and I'm gonna start posting more as um, we get a little bit closer to it. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping we can get like a few hundred. I, that would make me happy. And this is not an organized thing. This is not like any group or anything like that. You don't have to be. This is a bunch of people like getting together to show Trump that there are gay people that support him and that are on his side. And we'd like to show some numbers with that. Yeah, it's basically Well, we happened. would definitely love to have you back on again before that happens. And kind of get kind of see the transition of how far it's come from now until then. Or during. Or during, uh, yeah. So, that's an idea. I mean, you know, you're always more than welcome on the show. We love having you on, and it's been fun interacting with you on Facebook. And you know, you, you're just you're fun to watch, and, and a lot of the things that you post, and so I get a lot of trouble over there. That? <laughs> Say that again. I get in a lot of trouble on Facebook. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's why that's why you're part of that group page that we have on. Uh, was it? Um, Unframed minds. Yeah, unframed minds. You know, it kind of gives people a platform to kind of say what they really want to say and not being so much censored on their own personal Facebook page. Yeah. So that's and it's, and it's a lot nice. of fun. It's a lot of fun that the page is 125 strong. And so far, nobody has gotten super offended and no. nobody's gotten blocked or shut down. And we, we've had some pretty respectful conversations, even from people that have, you know, fundamentally way different belief systems. It's pretty cool. So basically, it's a safe space for people to have open ideas and opinions. Love it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and, and filling us in a little bit about what you got going on. Uh, I, I, I loved uh, I loved having this conversation and I'd like to have some more in the future. So well, we look forward to having you on again. All right. So uh, that was yet another uncomfortable conversation without a condom. If you guys want a gay edition, the gay edition. <laughs> let's stay hyper focused on what's important. Right. Right. So uh, we uh, we need to uh, we need to make sure to point people toward the website at unframeofmind.com so you can check out all the other videos and podcasts and and that kind of thing. And uh, we're on all major streaming uh, networks, yep. iHeartRadio, Spotify. And, and of course, if you want to be a guest on the show like Ricky here, just let us know and we'll be glad to schedule in and have another conversation. So, all right. Until next time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.